0: Hello. Can anyone rather speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, on the stand-up desk are you?
0: <laughs> I'm the producer, Matt Duncan. And yeah, I'm, I'm rocking the stand-up desk today. I think it's the first time I've ever recorded the pod at the stand-up desk. But I'm feeling good. You know, I'm trying to keep the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. keep that vaccine circulating
1: oh yeah you're on your toes you're yeah. vaccinated i can tell <laughs> um yeah man uh you know it's the summer we're feeling good we're doing pretty good we just had a really fun podcast with uh katherine Yawatua, yawa yep. uh, regular guests on this show and we you know went through the playoffs we talked a little bit of off season uh and we talked about which Raptors you might want to see in the playoffs. Right. So, uh, lots of good convo, lots of laughs. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're going to talk about some fun stuff, uh, coming up here that, that me and Matt have going on. But I think before we do that, um, we just want to thank you for supporting the pod, following the pod, yeah. repping it, uh, everything, uh, anyone does for us is, it's just mega appreciated. Um, so thank you. And, um, If you do want to support more, share the pod. Yeah. You know, give us like a million dollars because you're like quietly a billionaire. Um, How How might you do that? Uh, How can you do that,
0: Matt? Tell the people. Uh, Well, just before I tell you that, I just want to say this is our 200th episode. Wow. uh, Which is, you know, quite a milestone to be doing. I buried the lead. (laughs) You buried the lead. Well, it's been about, you know, we're in our eighth season. We've been doing it for seven years now. Uh, you know, shout out to Kevin Douse, the original co-founder, co-host uh, yeah. of the Big podcast. You know, part of those 200 episodes off on law. Like, well, I guess he's done law school now. He's just a straight up lawyer.
1: Oh, he's suing everyone.
0: Suing everyone, wearing the curly wigs, uh, having a good time, you know? So, yeah, well, Kev, we miss you. And, uh, you know, we, we this podcast wouldn't exist without you. Oh yeah. He named the pod. He named little, the pod. He read the book, uh, "The Confederacy of Dunces" or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's the only one that can read. You.
1: That's
0: big. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm aware of it. It's on my list. Still haven't read "Confederacy of Dunces." Yeah, but, you just, uh, I know. you'll read that as soon as you watch
1: uh, <laughs> NBA Jam. It's right after.
0: Yeah, like the cover looks like triplets of Belleville or something to me. So you know, that's uh, that's caught my eye. Oh, it is. Yeah, they bike a lot. Yeah, but if you want to bike your way over to ways to support us, go to dunkspodcast.com. We've got all our links there. You can listen to the episodes. They get posted. And as well, on our uh, Instagram and Twitter, we've got our link trees if you want to get to our Patreon, if you want to buy a toque, if you want to go to the Sonar Network, which is the network that is hosting us and takes care of us and soothes us go to mm-hmm. the lots of great podcasts getting at it all the time and you know what i say everyone together click that and button that's right that's right there's tons of good stuff down there that's where Isn't you find it us and more and more yeah <laughs> and sorry more. what did i say Click the and button. I'm oh. not trying,
1: it's a good spiel. I'm not trying to mess with it. I'm
0: just oh, out. I said the and button.
1: Lips yeah. are sealed and more. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for the correction on that, Freddie. The and more button. Uh, and as well, yeah, just thank you very much for all the support. And if you can, yes, subscribe. Yes. Write a review. Give us a star rating on that old Apple iTunes. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep excelling to the
1: moon. Excel, Excel, Excel to the moon. A uh, little shout out to anyone who uh, watches RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> a little down under. Um, right. No spoilers here, though. We're me and Matt are big fans of the pod. True. Uh, I will say this, since we're throwing out some sonar love. Yeah. Uh, I did do Squirrel Talk um, oh. with Hillary Yaz and uh, Selena Vile. It is a RuPaul uh, drag race show. We talked all about. Um, uh, down Under, uh, Australia. Oh. And um, it will be coming out soon. So I'll, I'll make sure to share it. Some and hot takes um, on Coco Jumbo. Oh, there's some takes. There's some <laughs> takes on Coco Jumbo for sure. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, it was a really, really fun pod to do. I'm super honored. Uh, cool. I'm super honored to do it. And yeah, uh, check that out. SonarNetwork.com.
0: Yeah. Don't hit the end more. You'll see that one up top. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Girl <laughs> talking. Uh, worth it, though. Great pod. Um, okay Matt uh, yeah I feel like I wanted to interrupt for 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 that uh, you let people know right. uh, about all the good stuff but we also have something cool we're starting for the playoffs yeah um yeah why don't I let you take it away okay
0: so the Raptors are out of the playoffs and Freddie and I were talking and we're like well why don't we do a little uh, gentlemanly bet uh, playoff pool kind of ranking system mm-hmm. so we've set up like a pool where we ranked all the 16 teams in the playoffs right now from one to 16. And obviously one is the one that we think is going to win. And 16 is the one that we, you know, like a Memphis thinks is going to be in right. the first round. You get points point.
1: And we duel yeah. with an old revolver. Yeah, Ten we do. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we have uh put our picks in and we've been keeping track and we're just going to, you know, we're going to give little uh score recaps throughout the playoffs. Cause it's going to be going into, I guess into June or July. Right.
1: Um, And I'll say the pressure's on me, right? I'm supposed to be the. Yeah, uh, the pressure is on you.
0: Absolutely.
1: Matt's coming in. (laughs) He's coming in correct. So it's uh,
0: going to be hard. Do you want to talk about just some of the highlights on your list for uh, like who do you think is going to take it this year, Fred?
1: Uh, I would I would love to do that. Um, We'll be, you know, consulting this list a bunch. So my finals was actually Bucks Clippers. uh, And I am going with the Clippers, I think, which would be uh, which will be a little bit of a surprise to listeners of the pod. But I think um, uh, it's anyone's game there in the West. And I think they have uh, what it takes to get it done. I've also been just a relentless supporter of the Bucks for some reason. You have, uh, you really have. I really have, yeah. And I, you know, it's uh, it's made me look silly a couple times, or you know, last year, anyhow. But um, I'm just confident they have what it takes, so they're high up there for me. Um, some of our discrepancies looks like we're pretty different on the Nets. Yeah, looks like we're pretty different on the Hawks. Yeah. Um, we're both a little shocked about that Grizzly game, I think. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say uh, I feel like I'm looking pretty good. I got a slight lead yeah. over Matt. It's a 93-90 um,
0: lead right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, funny enough, I did choose the Clippers as well to go to the finals and lose to the 76ers. So I don't know yeah. why I'm riding Philly, and I don't know why I'm so low on the Bucks. Like, I, I just don't see them getting by Brooklyn, I guess.
1: Hey, that's, Uh, I mean, this Brooklyn Bucks series is going to be a big divider for us, I think. That's what we were talking about, so. Yeah. um, But, I mean, sorry, that was, we were talking about that before we recorded. Uh, That's going to be a kind of a point. I think who wins that series um, might indicate who wins this poll.
0: Yeah, Um, definitely.
1: So, anyways, if you'd like to keep track, we do
0: have it up on our YouTube if you want to watch the episode. And you can see all our picks there.
1: And we'll we'll keep you apprised into how things are going as the games go on. And, uh, we'll also say this, uh, yeah, please we'll take any suggestions for the stakes of this bet, Oh, yeah, um, me and Matt, you know, we're both hardcore, right? we're We're willing to do a lot of stuff. Uh, I suggested that I will, um, uh, borrow Matt's snowblower for five consecutive winters. Um, and I, I, you know, I'd be snowblowing lakes, all sorts of stuff, really. So, um, it would really, I'd take it to the max. i uh, put miles prob- on that thing. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. put major miles on it. If it <laughs> makes it past one week of one winter, I'll be surprised. Um, and, uh, and, and th- so that's what I want to do. Uh, Matt, w- what would you want me to do? Well, I,
0: I'd like the idea that you were going to give me some serious birding secrets that you have. Um, uh, my wife just bought some new binoculars that she's very excited about. So maybe I can sign those out sometime and use them and, uh, you can show me exactly
1: where to direct them. You know what I mean? I love the idea of a couple that has to sign stuff out (laughs) like it's a public library. Um, I'm going to bring that into my relationship and uh, I'll just very quickly kind of schedule the um, divorce lawyer as well. Uh, (laughs) Because I do think that would be the beginning of the end for me, um, as I would rent stuff out and immediately lose it. Exactly. Um, You know, I just can't have a record for the things that I do, right? Yeah. It would, it would work for my partner. For me, it would it would just be bad news. Um, I think, though, that takes us to the beginning of the pod. I think we're ready to get going here. Ready to get here. going. Um, but, you know, before uh, we jump into this pod, I will say we are recording on the uh, uh, anniversary of uh, the murder of George Floyd by Derek Chauvin. Um, and I'll also say that, you know, I've seen a lot of kind of like conversation around um you know his passing as some kind of like sacrifice or uh, martyrdom like we were talking about before the uh, the record Matt and you know I, th- I think it's an important an important point of contention to understand that uh he was not giving his life he was not trying to inspire a movement uh this was someone who was trying to live uh and was killed by the state so that I don't think can be lost in all of this which is what brings me to the more important points uh, Black Lives Matter, defund the police, stop Asian hate, and email or call your city councilor. They have to respond to you and hear your grievances. So, um, yeah, with that, I think we are ready to get this pod going. Maddie, if you feel like we're ready to go, please, sir, just give me those sweet words okay. Okay. Uh, We are excited to get this pod rolling and start talking some playoff basketball. And also, you know, think about the playoffs as it pertains to the Raptors. Uh, Let's bring on guest number one. Uh, He's done this pod uh, a bunch. Yeah, he's definitely one of our most frequent guests. He's a ridiculously good stand-up, an amazing comedian, a writer, an actor, uh, you know, an athlete. Like, he's got quite a bit going on. He's amazing. Uh, you probably know his song because it sounds like someone's losing their mind to LSD on the beach. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for oh, I You're Wait, you got a new song. This still works. This is
2: good. No, it, it, uh, it is. It, I feel this song. I have survived, and like now that we're having hot days here in the city, it, I feel it even more. Because before, my songs, both of them, have been, like, aspiring for better, better weather, and now it's here, so.
1: Yeah, this is like the the hot weather has arrived, and you're ready for it.
2: I'm, oh, born for this. Born for this
1: um, I'm just yeah happy to have you back. You're amazing. I, I,
2: um, listen, that intro is way too much. It is. I I, I am humble. I I feel good about myself. Good. But you should. It's, it's great.
1: It's great. I'm, I'm just I'm just happy I didn't stutter. Let's uh let's do let's do uh intro number two. Uh, let's see if I do a good job there. Uh, she is. I think the most frequent guest of this pod. Uh, She runs Buckets and Tea, which is an amazing uh, pod. Recently had uh, Ennis Esmer on the show. He's always such a good guest. um, So make sure you listen to that episode. We are always working on stuff together. She's an amazing stand-up and amazing writer. I'd love to tell you what she's working on now, but, you know, I don't want to get her in trouble, so I won't. Uh, Just an incredible basketball person and someone i love having on this podcast so much the biggest nick nurse fan predating fisherman's friends give it up as loud as you can even if you're at home alone for catherine niker
3: hello 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 uh oh. wow between between that and like Yao's opening song I feel like we're just partying on a beach like all day and like Yao is like this that's the song that you like get the party started with like that's how you get the day rolling and then my song is like the wind down at night you know
2: that's I love fun. it I'm going to night drunk
1: like
3: night vibes. yeah yeah
1: yeah this is good this is like everyone's got one dose some people are getting their second dose we're yeah. feeling pretty good let's just enjoy Hanlon's Point um yeah. and uh I don't know if that's a nude beach or not um, I believe it is it is, it is. okay it is. well the aisle has go to the other beach because I'm a wiener I guess um okay, it's, but, but it's
3: optional like it's I, optional I'm one of the, mm. uh, yeah. Anyway, I've been to Hanlon's Beach and kept my clothes on. Whatever, <laughs> fine. Okay, fair but enough. It's fair pretty enough. on brand for me. I don't think anyone's that surprised.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's let's uh, Hanlon's Point banter aside. Let's uh, let's jump to some <laughs> raptor stuff. Uh, Maddie, I know you're there. I trust you there. Please, good sir, give me your most delicious raptors sting. Thank you, Bobby Winster. Yeah. Um, what's up? Let's, uh, let's go to you first. Yao. Um, this is just kind of, you know, I'm I'm really, really enjoying the playoffs. I think I, I totally get a lot of Raptors fans who are feeling a bit relieved to not have to stress about their team in the playoffs and just kind of enjoy the excitement that is playoff basketball. I'm always, you know, I feel like there's a bit of nuance there for me where I, I definitely still would rather be watching the Raptors in the playoffs. But, you know, we're here, um, and I'm enjoying basketball. And, um, you know, also, uh, uh, I won't go all the way there, but enjoying the WNBA and enjoying uh, cut some uh, uh, NBA Africa highlights. So just basketball everywhere, and I'm totally digging it. Um, but, you yeah, know, sticking to the NBA playoffs, Just thinking about our roster, it could be a person who you've already seen in the playoffs and you want to see what else they're going to do. Or someone maybe who's never been in the playoffs or or never in a high leverage situation anyhow. Um, But my question to you is what or sorry, which player would you most like to see in a playoff series right now? Like which Raptor that's watching from the outside?
2: Uh, I think everyone's favorite rapper, Aaron. No, I'm kidding. I'm everyone's favorite
1: it. rapper, Dame Lillard. I'm sorry. Oh. And, uh,
2: I would have liked to see. I was between two. I'm not going to say both in case Catherine does have one of these. But I I, I would have liked to see what Boucher was going to do in the playoffs because he's already making a leap and he was uh, he was taking it a step up. And I know he's played in the playoffs before, but like now he would have lost some serious minutes. Yeah. Uh, against some of the East opponents, he would have not been super matched. I mean, we, provided it's not like Embiid or Giannis, like we are, we, or Bam, uh, we are pretty, like he's pretty, like okay in that position. He was, in that valuable experience would have been helpful because I think it really helps um, going back to OG. OG having a pretty good playoff run last year in the bubble I think mm-hmm. that kind of carry over the next year. I mean, it had the exact opposite effect for Pascal for a while, but like, yeah, it is it is something that he kind of carried through. It was just like, you know, you can take the last shot, and we trust you. And then he kind of carried that momentum the season. So I would like to see like kind of the same thing from Bouchet.
1: Boucher is a great answer. I feel like he's someone, you know, I wanted to see him get some minutes against, uh, you know, Boston uh, last year's playoffs. I feel like he was, he was ready to contribute in some way. And I feel like with a guy like Boucher, with bigs in general, there's always this idea that very quickly they could do more, more harm than good. Um, And I think that's valuable, but just with our, especially with our scramble D you know, you could picture him kind of, like, diving out to the three and knocking someone over and everyone being like, oh, no, Boucher. But it's like, man, we saw him put up, like, like you know, a 40-point game, I think, this year. We saw him do step-back threes, run the pick and roll. Like, this guy has quite a bit going on with this game if you're not fixated on the idea that he has to be a center. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Boucher is a great pick. Um, Catherine, what, what about you? Who's your uh, – who would you like to see in the playoffs right now?
3: Oh, look, you guys are making me feel kind of bad now because I really didn't dive deep into the roster. I think it's sort of niche pick. You know, I, In my mind, I was just like, the only person really is Kyle. Come on. Hey. Like, we yeah. need yeah. Kyle in the playoffs. Like, it is, I, I mean, look, like, I want Kyle to stay. Absolutely. But there's this part of me that's like, I wish he could just hop on a team just for this one playoff run and then come right back. I mean, obviously that's impossible, but like, it's just to me at the age he's at right now, it's such a shame that he's not competing in the playoffs. And, you know, I hope that he stays healthy and he can be, you know, Kyle, as we've always known Kyle next year in the playoffs, but yeah, definitely Kyle is the one I miss the most.
1: Also a great answer. Kyle is such a competitor and I feel like, You know, he's that type of game manager person who really can manipulate a game like you get those little, you know, you get the the incredible heroic Kyle Lowry moments. But you also get those little moments where I think last year there was a picture of his like finger tucked into like Jason Tatum's jersey and he was like pulling it in such a way that like, was <laughs> just like, why dude, you're annoying me. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's Kyle. Like Kyle is like, he's going to hit some big buckets, but he's going to like piss people off. Like he's yeah. He like lives for the playoffs. So I, I think that's a great answer. Um, you're going to make fun of me, Catherine, but my answer was like <laughs> even more deep, I think than, than Yao's because Yao's like, okay, Boucher is ready. He deserves yeah, to be there sure. for me. I kind of wanted I would love to see Birch. And before we just laugh, I, th- I would like to see him because I think he's keeps kind of, or, or, you know, at the end of the season, he kept kind of being, he was better than I thought he was like at, in every way, but also the games were pretty close to meaningless. So I don't know where the middle is there. Like, I'd love to see him in a playoff game. Is it like, is it, you know, three minutes in, like this guy can't cut it. Like, he's just not a starter, you know, he'll, he'll leave you exposed if he's your starter in the playoffs. Like where you know, I kind of have this feeling that there's a chance that he's our guy. Um, if we don't get a, a better guy to replace him next year and we'll be going into the playoffs with him as a starter, not exactly knowing, I, I feel like we'll be able to see some good Birch action uh, hopefully in the Olympics. Um, so maybe we'll get some more high leverage basketball there, but uh, yeah, uh, Kyle Boucher, Birch, um, All good answers. Um, Catherine, let me go to you on this next one. Uh, And it's just um, this is the classic like Rico Hines question, which I think we'll we'll be seeing glimpses of soon enough. I'm sorry. Who's Rico Hines? So like Rico Hines is the place that um, is the gym that uh, like Raptors have been going to every summer and dramatically improving. So it's like they all go together. It's like Fred, OG, and Pascal go together every year, and there's also like Boucher. Also, you know, Norm was like a fixture of that for sure. Um, and you know, you 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 would imagine that like Harris and Malachi are for sure like going to go there yeah, type thing. Um, but yeah, so I think I, I'm just kind of curious who you think's going to make that that like put in the work that results in a leap. You know, because there's certain guys there. Already pretty good. So it's kind of harder to improve once you're good, you know? So um yeah. What do you think?
3: Again, I feel like I'm the villain of this podcast. But I feel <laughs> don't okay, tell me
1: is, no one's gonna improve, Catherine. No,
3: no, no. I'm not saying I would never I would never. I don't think you're a villain. I, never. I don't you. think you're a villain either. I I I want and need it to be Siakam. Right. That's very like, fair. Like, like I think you know w- the, raptors wow, so fan- the raptors fan base is really good at getting very enthusiastic about very young up and town ta- up and coming talent and rightfully so mm-hmm. because we have this history like you just said right but i'm not like that worried about a malachi flynn or anybody like that just yet i'm like i want to see siakam you know improve his handle just get more confidence back in general. Like, I mean, you can't go to a gym like that and get your end of day or end of day end of game confidence back. But I just, you know, I really want to see him improve his handle most mostly out of out of anything.
1: Um, I do not think you're a villain at all. I think that's like a, a fantastic answer. Um,
3: well, I say villain because like people pile on a Siakam like too much. They do and I'm, not, for sure. and I'm not about that at all, but I I like to think that I, I can see it for what it is, and it's like this guy, we need this guy to improve, but I want to be able to say that without being like a bully.
1: Very or just fair. A big meanie. Experience. Well, no, it's not think you're a bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I doesn't think you're a bully, and Thank you you're, you you're not, but I think it's fair to say because you know, lost in the like, va- uh, in, you know, the, like, there's a lot of valid criticism of Siakam. And I think when you're the number one option, the highest paid player, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you just have a different like level of criteria you have to hit. Um, and it's much harder and, um, it's hard to live up to, and you're going to get scrutinized quite a bit. Like you got the bag and you got to kind of keep showing up, but is, it's valid for you to say that it's important for you to say that because, it bleed that bleeds into a. He's not good. B. He's like a bum of some kind. Uh. Or C. Just it devolves into like weird, um, hatred and bigotry. Um. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. So so I, I'm with you because like the there's a different type of fan uh who who wants to critique someone's like personal um life. I think versus kind of like we you we know we're critiquing. His decision making when the game's on the line and the ball's in his hands, uh, yeah. and I think that's very very fair. Um, before, yeah, before I say mine because I, I don't want to. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say mine before Yao's because mine was also Siakam. Uh, and <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, my, and yeah, so I just don't want you to feel like a villain for like even a second because my I was debating between him and Fred, um, and that's just because I think our our half court offense really is the most I think that's where we can grow the most and right. I think uh, OG may ha- has, has made such a quantum leap that I, I just want OG to kind of maintain what he's done and be this really amazing 3 and D guy like I, I just can't imagine OG is like oh my god he like is having another year where he now averages 25 points like I just don't see it like I hopefully that would be amazing but I just yeah I can't really see that um, but I think Siakam all it's gonna look like is like a little bit more efficiency here, a little less turnovers there, different reads, and all of a sudden we're winning more games. So so I I think yeah, Siakam was also my answer. Um what about you, Yao?
2: I, I think Siakam is a great answer. I don't think it's a pile on or a goalie because he just kind of took a step back after having a great mm-hmm. All Star caliber season, and it, it was a bubble, and it throws a lot of players off. And I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pile on him for that because of the bubble. Um, there are there are two players that I have in mind, and this is, I mean, none of you guys said them both. I expect Malachi Flynn to make that leap. He just seems like that kind of guy who has on um, that work ethic. I think he's been around because he stayed with the squad. He wasn't spending his time in nine Oh five. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he, he spent his time with the squad. So he knows what the work ethic is. And those guys are all nine Oh five alumni. So they've like looked at him. You're like, if you want to make it, this is what it is. So, so there's an expectation there being that he, he was their first round draft pick, that he will take the leap with whether Kyle stays or not. Kyle stay. Um, the other one, and this one is one I really wanted to say, but it's so tricky because uh, of his contract status is Gary Trent Jr. I, oh my like, God. I love this.
1: Okay. I, I I was debating between, okay. Sorry, Pascal and Fred, but Gary was the one where I'm like, I don't know what, I, sorry, I'm stealing your point. I just, I got excited. Go for it. Yeah.
2: yeah. So <laughs> Gary Trent Jr. had a really good, like strong finish at the end of the year. He has a player option. So he'll likely opt out because why wouldn't you opt out? To oh yeah, for sure. Get that bag? But oh. like the potential, like he played the best with the Raptors. Like I, there's just something to be said, like some players have just like, this includes Kawhi and, and like all-star game MVP aside. He hasn't played better with the Clippers since he's been with the Raptors. I mean, doesn't Carter,
3: that feels so good. Doesn't it, that just feel so good. They feel, it's, there's there's something
2: about it. It's just like, DeRozan is playing well, but he's just not as good since he's left the Raptors. I mean, Vince Carter is the only, Vince Carter and Trace McGrady are the only exemptions who played better after leaving the Raptors, but it, it was a different time. I, I think there's something, like I think Gary needs to know that he can get to an all-star potential to like a real contributing, starting NBA player. That's a big Sharp shooting lineup with him, and OG in it. I mean, yeah, that's who I would see. I mean, OG can grab, guard one through four, and Gary can guard like two to two to four. I, I would like to see that stay. So Malachi is like the obvious answer. I think he is poised to make the leap, and that is. It's, I know this is an opinion-based question, but I think that is "quote unquote" the right answer but the one I'm really like because of
1: everything around it, it's Gary. So you you nailed this because the right answer is the interesting answer. And I think Malachi, yeah, we could all be like, you know, he's per, he's a perfect example of someone who he's an older vet, Uh, had a lot of experience in the NCAA, kind of came to the Raptors, was drafted a little bit late because of his size, was awesome in the G League, uh, and then was like, you know, had this remarkable tutelage of Lowry and and Fred for an entire season. It's like, this guy is is a perfect example of someone who's going to come out in his sophomore year and look nothing like a sophomore um, and just be like really quite good. But I feel like Trent... Is is more interesting because I thought we saw Trent with like a, a little bit of starters, you know, the bench, but also like sometimes he played with like guys who we were like looking at, like they're kind of like G League prospects. So I think Trent really got a, a mixed bag. And What's I think big
2: game in the season, he dropped 40.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. So it's like, wow, he can get that hot, he's this young. And also, is he gonna start going to these Rico Hines things? Like what's his leap? Is it like is he is his leap as a playmaker? So or as a defender? And I think like uh that's kind of interesting. And like if he if he really does figure into like our core, um that's gonna be you know super duper important.
2: But yeah, I, mean, I do um, to say this because I don't wanna say this as a shrewd business person, but like what he really should do is sign like a two two year uh, like a one plus one like a one plus player option for two years uh get a bit of a raise to raise his profile instead that's what i would do if i were him because like in general people who play for the rappers look really good and like who knows what the market is next year for people but uh, uh selfishly i want him to sign like a really like a team friendly though it would still be a raise because he was getting a, a mil or like two mil mm-hmm. i think their option is eleven, which is weird. I should know these things. No, I shouldn't. I'm a regular person. But, yeah, uh, you're fine. You're fine. But like, you should. <laughs> if he signs a deal that like kind of uh, like slightly lower than OGs, like that works out with the team, it'd be great. I think. I think for him, for four years, I I'd be personally happy. But if, for him, he should sign a one plus one. I, I mean, ima-
3: imagine he uh, he doesn't sign with us after wearing all those, like, Maple Leaf jerseys and stuff. Like, what a troll. Where's all this Toronto propaganda he never gets here. Oh, my uh, gosh.
2: <laughs> it's not as bad as Kyrie going up to Boston fan base and saying that he'll stay in the middle of the game. That see- was,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, like, pretty classically Kyrie. But, no, I think, you know, uh, the Trent stuff, I don't want to be too optimistic, but a big, big part of that trade is how controllable uh, the money is there. The fact that he's restricted means that if any team tries to kind of like mess with the Raptors and, and give him a big offer, they have to dedicate their entire off season to that. So the likelihood of a team trying to mess with the Raptors just to then mess with themselves, I think is very low. So I think, you know, yeah, like you're saying, there's a really good opportunity that uh, the Raptors get uh, Trent to a, uh, you know, a contract that's somewhere close to OG for four years. Um, but also, yeah, if you're trans agent and you're like, man, I think the market is going to be even bigger in two years. I want my guy back out there. Maybe you can sell the Raptor on less years, more money. Um, but anyways, I, I uh, I'd be remiss if I was, uh, <clears throat> if I didn't say, I just, I'm just too anxious to talk playoff basketball so I just want to I got to move off Trent here like Trent I hope you put in the work Raptors I hope you put in the work but these playoffs have been so nuts uh, that I'm just freaking out uh, and I got I to gotta have some takes on it um, but before before we jump to the uh, the NBA segment um, mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick pause uh, and uh, we're going to hear from some of our sponsors oh. Matt I don't know if that was good I hope it was. Um, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> Honestly, wait, Matt, first tell me if that was good.
0: No, you know what? That was great. Um, now, if people don't hear from our sponsors and we just move on, that's okay. Don't worry. Nothing's wrong. We just have to leave
1: <laughs> yeah. that spot there now. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> If there's Spons no sponsors, wrong. nothing's wrong. Just know that sometimes uh, the host of this pod um, does uh, <laughs> basically have a conniption. <laughs> um, okay, but let's let's talk to like NBA. If you,
3: if you book it, they will come. You just have yeah. to say it to will it into the universe. So totally, there will be. A you do. Yeah. Yeah. We're throwing it's a
0: going. we're throwing an advertising lure into the middle of the pod.
1: I, I walk around um, by myself at night, uh, saying, "Next up, our sponsor." To anyone I encounter <laughs> outside, so I'm really, I'm really doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on this this method. Um, okay, let's let's talk some NBA though, uh, Maddie. Good sir, please, even though I probably messed up this sting royally, uh, give me your most delicious Adam Silver tugboat sting. National, National Basketball, Basketball Association. Association. Oh. and now for your walking stranger sponsors um just kidding that joke didn't even make sense uh yeah um let's just dive right back in here uh catherine's like what's going on with freddie i can tell um (laughs) but uh okay uh yeah just who surprised you the most like what what team good or bad and and i should throw in the caveat that we're recording this um, on uh, on the 25th, so the games we won't be able to talk about. Uh, the three of them happening tonight. I think it's Lakers, Phoenix, uh, Boston, uh, Brooklyn, and maybe another West Coast one. Uh, maybe it's a uh, Portland, Denver.
3: that happened last
1: night. That happened. Like, that happened last. Night. But anyways, there's three games we won't be able to talk about. But um, yeah. So anyways, yeah. Like uh, of the three series. Or the eight series rather, three of them have had a game two, so a little bit more. Uh, or you know what? I'm messing everything. Yeah, it was yeah. Mavs. You know what? Spiel of a question aside, who's in, who's surprising <laughs> you the most? Yeah.
2: Um, this one was tough. I thought it through. I mean, someone surprised me in a good way, and someone's surprised me in a good way. So. Uh, then the way it's the Clippers. I mean, listen, they they tanked to avoid the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And they should have. They should have they should have played it. They would have got the three seed and they would have played Portland. And we'd be talking about how they're up 2-0 and how Kawhi and Paul george seem like they're getting it because they just don't have matches on the wings. Uh, but they're uh Lucas just taking her lunch. And they won't be able to guard him in this series. And they just got to hope that no one else shows up for Dallas. But when when the boys averaging 31-10-10, it's just against, quote-unquote, the best wing defenders in the league,
3: mm-hmm. which,
2: I mean, if it's still true, then whatever. I don't think it's been true for a couple of years. It's just, and they and they played more games, and this is supposed to be the year, and they Spend the year gelling and they got playoff rondo, and like it, it just you can't be, it's not, and they're only down 1 0, but it's just you feel like they were going to take the leap. Everything they did wrong last year, they somewhat like worked on this year, and, and it, just, it doesn't seem like it's showing. I think they, they just got the wrong matchup and it, they look bad right now. Um, but the Bucks look great, like the Bucks look so good.
1: Are the Bucks? Are you so? Are you? Is this your surprise? Good team, the Bucks. Like, do you think the Bucks are my surprise good team?
2: Like, they look, they look good. Like, I expected the 76ers to look good, and then I remember seeing Game One of the store, the Nets' selfing story. And I was just like, whatever, Nets are gonna come back. Boston, Boston's drunk dead. But like this first round matchup with Miami is like the matchup I look most forward to, and just for them to come out and smash them in game two. And like, like Giannis is doing everything to like, earn back this, podcast, mm-hmm. this crown for, for the podcast audience. It's me putting the crown. on. <laughs> okay. um, oh yeah. Like he, it seems like he wants to be able to do it. It was a cool moment that like looks bad in retrospect. And I think in game two, he's just, he looks so like that team looks so poised to win the East, even though, like
1: I'm hedging my bets I still
2: think it's the 76 ers but
1: yeah, yeah they look so good right now. uh g- great answers I, I I had um uh clippers and bucks that's my final uh so I mean I just been I've been so i don't know like unrelentlessly supporting of the bucks so I feel like I'm not I'm almost surprised that they're actually doing what they're supposed to do, I guess, in a sense. But the Clippers, for me, it has been one game. And, you know, what are we supposed to do? It's all the kind of data we have. But I think it was a little bit like, wait a second. That looked a bit easy for Dallas. Um, Where are you at, Catherine? Who, Who are you being surprised by? Or who are you most surprised by?
3: I just want to say one thing about Milwaukee like I think um you know we talk about uh Giannis wanting to uh reassert himself and put that crown back on but also Chris Middleton Chris Middleton was left off the All-Star game this roster this year which is like
1: yep one of the best iso scorers in the NBA
3: Yeah I mean he's so good in these games and I mean he's very good in general but he, it's one of those things that like as fans, we forget that he's probably still like very salty about. And also too, like with Milwaukee, like I, 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 in a weird way, I expected them to be really good in this series because there's just way too much at stake for them. You know, for them to flounder in this series would be the demise of just so much that they've built. Like you can't, you just totally can't agree. come back from that. So I think for them the stakes are higher th- than any other like first round playoff series, probably in a long time. So I, I just I expected Milwaukee to do well and I'm glad that they did.
1: Um yeah. That's, That's a good point. Yeah. The pressure was like on everyone too. Like Bud, like Yeah. The, oh yeah, they, his
3: job would be gone for sure.
1: They're almost in like a college, like football style scenario where it's like every single person, like every aspect of this series, like it's, they could sweep the heat and people would be like, they, it would be like a sigh of relief. They won't be celebrating. Yeah, like, yeah, that, like that's even
3: how, the, even the front office would have some answering to do. Like it would just be across the whole board. So anyway, um. I agree with what you're saying about the Clippers. Like I, uh, so Matt McCready, frequent guest on this pod, Mm -hmm. uh, did this little like um, uh, NBA pool, like playoff thing. Right. And I I was saying to Freddie, I was like, look, like I, I bet that the Clippers would beat the Mavericks in the first round, but if they don't, I will give like double the money to charity. Like I'll be so excited to lose.
1: Yeah, it will be fun. (laughs) I'll
3: double my money to any charity. Um, That is totally fine by me. Um, But anyway, my biggest surprise for me was the Atlanta Hawks. Like that game was so good. I was not expecting Trey Young to become the next Madison Square Garden villain, especially in game one. And here he is. And it was so cool. And like, I have been a Trey Young fan and I feel like I've been a low key underground trey young fan because it's not popular to be a trey young fan Agreed. everybody finds him like super annoying i don't know why people find him super annoying he's so fun to watch even like what he is being annoying i find him so entertaining oh yeah he's but awesome i just don't know why he bugs people but i love that he bugs new york and the way they taunted him and the way he went at them i bet i bet that Trey Young went back and watched old school tape, like not even just current tape of the Knicks, even though I'm sure he did that too, but also watched some old school tape just to see what that crowd would be like, just to see what Reggie Miller was like. Like, I feel like he really dug deep. And if he didn't, then he did it intuitively because it was beautiful. And I actually feel like it was a real missed opportunity that they didn't have Reggie Miller on the call of that game. Because he did the call like the game after. Oh, and, I love like, that! and yes. kind of talked about it, and I'm like, oh, like what are you doing? Like Reggie Miller should be calling that series. Come on!
1: Oh my God! Imagine if Trey Young he's like such a student of the game that like, like, like he limps out like Willis Reed. Like, just, yeah. to, just to piss off MSG. It's like, oh, my God, he's doing the Willis Reed thing. And, and everyone's like, oh, but he's not even, like, a, a Nick. And it just gets, like, but, like, wait, is he injured? You know what I mean? Like, but he's not. And he's yeah. just kind of, like, trolling. Um, they did start chanting, fuck Trey Young. Yeah. Uh, or it's fuck you, Trey Young. Off Before the, the game started, so it's like, yeah. MSG is cool. coming in hard. Uh, so I, I love that that Trey's bringing it. Um, I
2: love that he came in his first playoff game, new shoes, and he just like crushed, crushed, crushed. crushed like, it. They have no answer for him. So like, part of me is like, they have no answer. But it's, I keep forgetting this it. is first playoff game do that well
1: in their first game. So. No, that was a huge first game. Uh, so Atlanta, Atlanta was like I, I was debating uh, picking Atlanta, and uh, I think that is kind of my pick, sort of. But I just want to throw out some love to Memphis. Um, oh yeah, I think you know Canadian D- Dylan Brooks and Dylan you know, J- Brooks, yeah, JV. You know, getting Gobert in foul trouble. It's like, you know, I know there's the Donovan Mitchell stuff and maybe Jazz are a bit rusty, whatever. It's like, it doesn't matter. You have to go out and win the game. Memphis just played two play-in games. Um, this is kind of what is exciting about the potential play-in, I think, is a hungry team like Memphis. Uh, you know, J- J- seeing even seeing Jaron Jackson Jr. come back for this time, it's kind of like this is the volatility I think fans – You know, you love to see, and I would still favor the Jazz for sure. Um, But, you know, uh, Yao already brought it up, so I'll just say uh, my next question was, who do you think has had the best individual performance? Uh, And mine's Trey Young uh, in that game. Um, I don't know if, but there, there's other good contenders. So I don't know if you, you guys are coming from that angle. But uh, yeah, let, let me go to you first. Who's your? Uh, yeah, what's the best um, individual? It doesn't have to be the biggest scoring one. It could just be like a a key performance. So um, yeah, who, who's your best? Uh,
2: it is uh, the youngest player of the age. Of it. It's Luca. Luca is. Luca is, there's no answer for him. And it's really funny for me because the Clippers built their roster to stop LeBron. And Luca is essentially like not as athletic, not as fast, but like the mold is there. Like, mm-hmm. they have the mold there. Um, and he's still giving you 30, 30 10 and 10. Like, it is, he's doing what he wants. And like it is it is fitting that we're we're the first two answers are Trey Young and Luca because they're they're forever to yeah. be because that. I know, right? Um so I'm I'm happy that Trey Young went in and just won and like Atlanta doesn't have the whole like you gave up a generational talent. And they did. No, um, they're, they're both great though, but that's that's a they're both great. That. Like, like Good
3: that's point. what it is. The the way I look at it is this. It's like if if Cleveland traded LeBron James for Carmelo Anthony. You know what I mean, and then it's like, wow, you traded LeBron James, but guess what? You still have a young Carmelo Anthony, and if you play your cards right, you can still do something with that. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's how I see
1: it. That's fair.
2: It's, it's fair, and I think, like, for for Atlanta, at least for that community, Trey Young was the right player. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's he yes. just makes that he makes Atlanta a little bit more excited. He's um, cool.
3: He, he is. He, he's he's a bit of an underdog, and yeah. shoot. But he's like, involved there as well.
2: Yeah. So, but Luka is just, he's doing it with no no real all star help. Um, yes. not, is not the same player. He's doing it against wing, a team built with wing defenders, and he's just taking them to school. It's just, I know the numbers are there, and I said the triple double, but like, it's not just the numbers. It's like,
1: it's totally agree.
2: No answer for that guy.
1: Well, he's starting to get the hockey assists now too. Sorry, I'm interrupting, but I, I just aggressively agreeing with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> he's just, he just he controls the game right now, and he's not supposed to. He does. He's not supposed to get those numbers against Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, like Patrick yeah. Bell, Beverly, who's like you're too short. Which I love when he said that in the game uh, when he yelled at Patrick Beverly. Um, I did
1: not know he said that, and I love that so much.
2: Oh, yeah. It, it was just like...
1: He said you're too was, short to guard me? He
2: said, oh, oh there's there's a swear in there. Um, but he, he, he said that. Um, I do also like how Patrick Beverly is being exposed because he's not a good defender. He's just a pass. Uh, and I love it. Put him on all defensive teams, and it drives me nuts. It's him and, like... Um, what's his name from Boston? Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart is just... Marcus Smart is at least a better defender, but he's not that this he is, old yeah. NBA talent that people keep marking him up to be. Whatever. Um, Lucas yeah, so,
1: sometimes <laughs> reputations, I, I mean, me and you are exactly aligned there. I think Rondo had it for a little bit. Sometimes your reputation, especially defensively, can live on for a bit too long. Like Yao, you even alluded to, you're not sure if... Uh, you know, Kawhi and PG are the best wing defenders. It's like, I'll go, uh, I'll go ahead and say it. They are not um, right now. I mean, they're obviously like top whatever, but they're not, I I don't know. I I don't think I would look around the league at every single wing defender and say, you know, like day in, day out, it's Kawhi or PG. I'm sure like on a given night or whatever, but it's like, yeah, there's, there's other guys. Um, But uh, Catherine, who's your, who's your best performance so far? Individual. Um,
3: well aside from everyone we've already mentioned because like yeah they definitely deserve mentioning yeah. um we talked a little bit about dylan brooks on the grizzlies yeah that was a hell of a game pick. Um, oh no. um if i was yeah. a, if i was a, like a young kid like his picture would be in my locker like i'd just be so excited he's but tough. Uh, he's like he's that but um also, I think we need to give out uh, a shout out to to Devin Booker because he also, yes. also on pretty, playoff debut again. Yes. Like he's just been in the league longer, so we forget, right? But that was also his playoff debut. Ooh. Chris Paul goes out early in the, you know, midway through the first quarter yep. and he really stepped up. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but like that no, was also no. just a very impressive, like coming Booker's out. Booker's
1: a great pick.
3: Yeah. It
2: was great. Also DeAndre Ayton had a great game. Yes. And he yes. Just like that was the game that Anthony Davis was supposed to, supposed to remind people like you can't let Ayton come into the league and have a good game like that. Now if this guy has confidence. Totally. He's to be humbled against like this guy who's supposed to be one of the top 3 defensive players in the league and he just no no offensive rebounds for Anthony Davis and like yeah. Not that tough
1: of a ad definitely has to like that'll show change. up that'll
3: change that'll change
1: i think it will like it's like the idea that ad yeah. you know he's like a superstar legit superstar for a reason but but yeah you know to to your point Yao. um Aiton, you know, he looked good uh, in a place where, you know, you would expect some jitters and he also, like, you know, they, they couldn't play drumming against him. Uh, Gasol didn't play. You know, Harold basically was, like, ineffectual. So he's really was doing his job uh, as a big. And, and, Catherine, to your point, it's kind of the Booker thing, eh? It's like this guy is just, like, quietly, like, ridiculous on offense and everyone's like, does it matter, though? And it's like even this first playoff game, everyone's like, "Yeah, Chris Paul hurt his arm," but or the Lakers are struggling, and Booker's like, "But I played my first game and I was really, really, really good." And Everyone's like, "Sorry, we people we just, are really high don't on care. Chris
3: Paul." Like, like don't get me wrong, like, like Pete, like Chris Paul deserves for people to be high on him, but I feel oh. like people treat Chris Paul like he has several rings already. And he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I've just been getting that feeling, like over the last couple months. Like people treat Chris Paul like he's already an NBA champion.
1: I don't know. He, he definitely is someone who seems Hot like he's on should. my part. No fair. That is, that
3: is a flaming thing.
1: I'm, I'm as someone who classically, <laughs> I'll say it forever because it's it's unforgivable. I thought. Darren Williams was going to be better than Chris Paul. Um, mm-hmm. And I was triumphantly mm-hmm. wrong. So I got to make sure to Fairly. give Chris Paul his flowers all the time. And that, yeah. that OKC season last year, you know, w- coupled with this Phoenix season, is it is ridiculously impressive. Yeah. But I do think there is this kind of like, yeah, I don't know. He's head of the Players Union, maybe. He, he's, you know, State Farm. He's in our faces, yeah, Chris Paul. So <laughs> I, I see it being a bit. He turns around franchises. You, he does. He, he he's does. In, he's incapable of having a
2: losing season. Um, I do think, yes, over the last couple months, people have been treating him as if he's been like a four-time NBA champion, which the is MVP
1: talks weird. a bit much. Sorry. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm
2: one of those MVP guys. I'm one of those okay. guys who like, should be MVP. Uh, it's a weird year, and uh, to turn around a Phoenix team uh, and get him to that seed. Uh, I'm one of the guys I like AP Chris Paul. I don't I'm not the biggest fan of Jokic. Uh if anything, I think Giannis gets a little bit slighted because he won two in a row. I, uh, yeah, but totally you're agree a, with that. you're a
3: biased Embiid fan. You, you gotta you gotta preface that that you are I, a biased Joel
1: Embiid fan. Do we have some bias on this pod? Because I will turn this pod right around. <laughs> Me? Um. I, I, my
3: biases are,
2: I think if I had MVP boats. My number one be Chris Paul.
3: My number two be Giannis. Oh my God. Wow. My, oh my number one God. and two. That's why would fans be... don't get votes, y'all. That's why, that's why fans hot. don't get votes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I, I That's one of the only things I've accurately predicted is Jokic being the MVP. So I'm sticking to that. Um, but uh, let's move on to some quickish questions. Let's get silly. Uh, are you both ready to get silly with some quickish questions? Got it. I'm ready uh, for it. Maddie, good sir. Please give me your most deliciously weird, silly, quickish questions. Sting. Quickish questions. (laughs) Um, This is Quickish Questions. I am going to read these questions uh, as fast as I can, as clearly as I can. I'm going to stutter, slur, get lost, um, click away to the wrong browser. Who knows? Misread a comma. Um, Misunderstand a semicolon, which I don't understand in the first place. Uh, But that doesn't matter. You have to answer as quick (laughs) as you possibly can. You can't phone a friend, no stalling, um, no repeating the question back to buy time. Uh, Matty D looking at you for that one. That's true. That is true. You just got to let that brain fire. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Let's, let's do this. Let's go. Yao, Catherine, Matt, are we all ready? I think so. Yeah. Oh, oh Matt's so.
0: standing up. He's ready. Oh, I'm at, at the standing today. desk today. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> I love <laughs> that. He's <laughs> coming. <He's>
1: great. Oh <laughs> god, Maddie, I love you. Um, okay, Yao. Um, should Kem Birch be a starter next season?
2: Uh, depending on who they draft. Um, uh, I, I, was as of now with, with the roster in front of you, I would start. Him.
1: Okay. Catherine, Mm -hmm. should Gary Trent Jr. be a starter next season?
3: Sure. That'd be great.
1: Cheers. Matt. (laughs) Yeah. When the Raptors won the championship in Mm -hmm. 2019, who on the team wore jersey number 20? Oh, man. Who wore number 20? Uh, Was it Miller? Uh, I'm gonna. I actually don't know. I'm guessing Jody Meeks, but we will oh, okay. we'll check by the time we uh we finish. I have this no spot. clue. Um, that's a fun little trivia question there. Uh, yeah. Uh, here we go. Which former Raptor currently playing in the playoffs are you rooting for? Jeez.
2: I'm
1: rooting for a former rafter. We got, we got I, I, JV in there. We got.
2: Uh, Norm. No, it, I was like, is Norm? there
3: anybody <laughs> other, is other than JV? JV? I don't think there's anybody else other than the JV that I'm really rooting for. So yeah. Wow! Not even Norm, eh? No, I, I mean, like, I love, I love Norm. It's not Norm
1: wow. kind of I, I love know. it. Yeah, I was like, I like, I'm out on Norm.
3: But I'm not out on him. You know, I, you're right. I, I would. You saw that tr- that Players Tribune article? gave it a dislike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs>
2: well, that's what it is. That's what it is. Disapprobation of the year. I would have him back. I would have him back in a heart.
1: <laughs> Catherine, give us an eventual playoff upset. So who is gonna com- oh. who's gonna complete their upset?
3: Eventually, you mean like second round or this round?
1: Uh, I'd, I'd say whichever one you feel most confident in. This round,
3: upset, 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 upset. Um, upset. I honestly, like it could be the Suns. I I didn't pick that in my bracket, but like it could be the Suns. That would be a hell of an upset.
1: It would be, even though it's not like a seed upset. It's obviously an upset, right? And yeah, if you yeah, beat,
3: that's if you an, beat you, the former
1: champs is an upset. <laughs> if LeBron loses
3: for the first, in the first round for the first time ever, it's an
1: upset. Yes, exactly. Or okay, got,
3: not it, um, not a non-seed upset would be um, or a or seed upset. Sorry, would be Dallas over the Clippers. Yeah, that
1: that, that, yeah. that Dallas makes sense. But your yeah. your answer is correct because because beating LeBron would be the biggest upset. Um. Maddie, last question okay uh, and I don't know if you've seen the quickish questions post because if no. you haven't it's no. gonna be a bit hard for you. okay but you, Hey, you're gonna have to go for it. Sure. Um, I posted a gif in there okay. of Masai and Nav Batia. Um Nav was showing off his ring to a crowd. I've never seen this before. Masai's face they're both looking around but uh, Nav is the ring's on his middle finger. And he's showing it off. So the question is, is the middle finger that super fan is throwing on purpose? That's what I want to know. That's the question. So is Nav giving okay. people the finger on purpose? That's what I really, that's that's the question. <laughs> I'm going to, I mean, to our
0: own fans? I don't, I don't I just, know who's the audience. It's to Who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't think nav is that kind of guy so i'm gonna say no i'm just gonna say he's very comfortable
1: with a ring on that mid thing cheers uh yeah i agree i don't think nav is like working weird angles to give people (laughs) the middle finger but if he is cheers you know what i mean yeah um okay buddies that's uh that's it we made it to the end of the pod um this was a this was a fun one this was awesome um this is the most
2: official episode i've ever been on
1: Right? I was challenged with a little bit of efficiency and I was kind of efficient in my own ADD type way, go. so there I'll take know. it. Um, Yao, uh, you got a bunch going on. I know you um, You got an awesome Kickstarter going for uh, something you're working on. Please yeah, tell everyone about it. Sorry? I know.
2: Uh, so, find me on social media at Yao Experience. I am raising money for my Toronto Friends show called One of the good ones, it is a comedic storytelling show. And because Fringe is digital this year, a lot of the elements fall on us. And in order for me to have a very good production, I am raising money to get like the things I need, like a good camera and a good sound system, uh, some posts done by some people. So if you go on Kickstarter and look up Yawatua or look up one of the good ones, you can find it. We have five days left. We're seventy-five percent towards the goal.
1: Oh man, almost there! Help out, everybody! Almost there, listeners of this pod. You couldn't be doing something nicer for a nicer person. Yeah. So when
3: is your when get get is there. your uh, Fringe experience? When is when is that happening? Well,
2: fringe happens in July, and I'm recording the show at the beginning of June. Sweet, so it is. Yeah. It'll be it'll be great. I get to plug it a couple times. By then we'll be talking about different rounds of the playoffs, so hopefully I'll come back and plug. Oh, yeah. usually I'm using one here, I have nothing to plug. So here I am now.
1: Um Catherine, what's up? Um I know I alluded to some secret stuff. You can't plug that. Um but uh, what do you want to plug?
3: Yeah, you know, I got just some secret stuff. You know how it is. No. Yeah, Flubber. <laughs> like. Oh, man. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm writing for a new show on the CBC, which will debut, I think, very early 2022. Which You're writing exciting. for The National, right? Yeah, I'm writing for The National. You know, I'm making up the news. It is fake, everyone.
1: Being Hannah Mansing. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a fake script, folks. <laughs>
3: yeah you think he just had that name we made that name up (laughs) (laughs) anyway okay this is too silly uh yeah that's happening um teaching comedy writing at bad dog theater online which is really cool um also buckets and tea nba show it's weekly uh it's usually every monday but the last few weeks have kind of fallen off a bit because i've just been crazy but it's still a weekly pod doing nba stuff doing raptor stuff still trying desperately clinging to try and have a nick nurse hot girl summer highlight of the week you know basically anything he does has become a highlight at this point sure but you know bit
1: of a where's waldo now
3: yeah but we we keep it going so that's you know wherever you can get your podcasts
1: um hell yeah Catherine yao you're amazing uh maddie d you are amazing everyone who listens to this podcast thank you so much uh we really appreciate all the support the likes the reviews the comments anything um it's been yeah it's been awesome and so encouraging uh we've been growing a lot recently so just mega mega appreciated everyone thank you uh and uh you know keep spreading the word and all that good stuff maddie d if you feel like we're done and we're good to go and we're all set please sir just give me those sweet words okay Oh, God... <laughs>